My name is Aram, my pronouns are he, him, and welcome to God's Fall. My name is Joe, my pronouns are he, him, and I play Lord Haldir Loran, the newly arisen god of war. Last time we saw Lord Haldir Loran of Ryland, Caitlin had directed him to a luxury hotel known as the Croydon. His arrival caused quite a stir from the guests and servants alike, but he was eventually able to prepare for his daily meditation. As he investigated his room, he realized he could bridge with the energy flowing through every device like electricity. Instantly connected with this divine network, Haldir was greeted with the images of several modern demigods, along with his elder self. But you do have a change of clothes, like a nice yeah. kind of like modern suit, right? Yeah. Like it's missing lapels. It's just kind of a cut down, right? It's, you know, and it's got like a, uh, like a no collar kind of thing. This modern Kadar is very no frills in a lot of ways. Like the old architecture is very elaborate. The new architecture is very missionary and simple and clean lines. And the clothing reflects that. And, and obviously I have my coin pouch. You got tons of monies and gems and your lions. So we're in the hotel, I guess it's the next day. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's still evening. So it's like around, uh, it's like around 11 or midnight. It's late, but it's still the day. Do I need to sleep? No, you do your little four-hour meditation. Ah. So you elves don't sleep, which is also really good when you're in a, in a group because you can always take watch because you can just meditate and, like, you know, keep one eye open. That's fascinating. Okay. Um, I'm in the hotel room. Do I know Big Daddy Haldir saw me? You saw each other. You saw him. He saw you. Do I know where he was? You'd have to reconnect to the network. In order to determine where he was. So in that moment, yeah. I wasn't able to see where he was. You just, well, you definitely got a feeling. It was a very large building. It was, he was on the top floor of a large building in a huge office. And there was gigantic, like three-story glass windows behind him. So definitely towards the top, must've been like on the top floor of a very large office building. And frankly, like it can't be that hard to figure out in this okay. world. Well, I guess my, the question was, because if I don't know where he is, hopefully he also does not know where I am. And so it was more towards, do I need to move hotels or? Well, I mean, it just depends. Like if, if you had known that building, you probably would recognize it. If he knows the Croydon. Yeah, but like. But it's like, how well does he know it? You know, his building was very clear. Obviously, if you saw that with the three-story windows somewhere, you might be able to pick it out. Yours, not so much. And it's also like, you know, it's got a lot of rooms. I imagine they've had a bunch of Laurent, uh, of Haldir um, uh, cosplayers come through during this time. And so they're going to be like, what room is Haldir in? And they're going to be like, hey. what the fuck it's are in 20 of them. About? Like, yeah. Also, you're on like the fourth floor, not the top floor. And there's no way Hald Elder Haldir has ever been on the fourth floor of any hotel. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. I, I've decided I'm not all that worried about necessarily him. Um, coming in. Um, here's what I am worried about is a direct confrontation. If I can, you know, absorb like weapons with whatever various, you know, ease that I have. And I found one weapon that's extremely powerful, like insane projectile, more dangerous than anything else that we've ever had before or seen before gun. You can, I can pretty much, I, I can, you know, surmise that I'm sure that there's other weapons like this that are also much more dangerous um, because this one's just carried by a random street thug, right? Like, who knows what the military has in reserve? And then Big Daddy Haldir has had a chance to touch everything. The TV's been on the whole, the whole time. And let's say that it's showing, like, you know, um, the equivalent of law and order in this world, right? Okay. <laughs> and, and you see a guy step out of a car with some sort of long, like, it's like a pistol, but it's wider and long, and he cocks it, and then just boom, and like blows half a door into it with one shot, just explodes it out with this shotgun, right? And you're like, whoa. So just watching television, there are other weapons. Okay, all right, so then, um all right, this is a, a, a Dungeons and Dragons question. Do I need to meditate if I medit if I don't meditate? Like, what's what happens if I just left? You do need to meditate four hours a day, okay, in order to 
not be tired. If you don't, you will take on a level of exhaustion. Okay. And for every day after that, you'll take on another level of exhaustion until you take a long rest, which for you is four hours. Okay. So I think it's, I think, um, I've connected. Um, I, I want to, I want to meditate. I think is the, is the way. Okay. There's like these, there's like these big, nice windows in your room. There's a bed across from them. There's a small couch. How do you want to do this? I don't know. How do elves meditate? I think they would all have their own way. Like not everyone sleeps the same way. Not everyone meditates the same way. I, I imagine that, that there's a process. So I think then, I think then the, the answer is, um, how deer meditates with this back to a wall. The way I'm picturing this hotel room is just like every other hotel room I've ever been in, where you walk in, there's like a bathroom to the right, and then there's, there's the larger room. There's like a hallway that leads to a larger, like square rectangular room, right? So, and then like a, you know, if there's a chair in one of the corners that I could keep my back to the corner, not watching the door necessarily, but, you know, being able to see um, somebody that if they were to come out of the, hall, out of the hallway, uh, I would have a direct line of sight with them there, you know, kind of around the corner. As you step into the room, the bathroom is immediately off to the right. Then it opens up into this larger area, right? And then kind of tucked away to the side is this like a desk. And then in the middle of the room is like a nice comfortable chair. And then there's your bed as well. So all that's kind of like in the same room with the desk kind of tucked off to the right. And then these large windows all are running all the way, all the way across uh, from the bed, the chair and the desk. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So the chair meditate, you know, in the chair with the city, the city sounds, um, is there, are there bolts on the door? Like it's got a bolt lock and then it's got one of those like swing things. You can like swing over it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, bolt the door as much as I can and then, um, and then sleep or meditate, you know, back to the wall for four hours. So you kind of like have, you know, you know, whatever you do, like, imagine like, it's not a very Zen thing with Hall, with Hall deer. It's very business, right? He's got some, oh, yeah. his, his hands on his legs, his eyes shut. Right. And you're just meditating, thinking about everything that's been happening. Uh, after about an hour, I would like you to roll perception. Uh, so I, I rolled a 17 plus six is a 23. So you're sitting there for a while and you're thinking and you're concentrating on these things and you're thinking about Caitlin and, all this mess you've gotten into, but also all the opportunity that this mess has provided you, right? Imagine, yeah. assume you can take this shit home with you, right? Oh Which there's no God. reason why you can't. Yes. I mean, you've been able to summon it and bring it and bring it back. There's no reason why this gun's not coming back with you. And then after a minute, you just got, you just kind of open your eyes because you just feel something wrong and you look down on your chest and there's a small red dot right in the center of your chest and you glance up and there's someone on the roof across from you, but not on the roof, just over the edge of the roof with their clawed feet holding on to a, to a metal bar hovering in midair, and they're pointing a very large gun at you. If I, did I change last night? Let's say you did, okay. so absolutely, yeah. Red dot. Yeah. Large rifle. Haldir's not a fucking moron, so... Um, I guess uh, roll out of it, like roll out of the chair as fast as I can. Roll me initiative. Uh, I rolled a natural 20. You rolled a natural <laughs> 20? For initiative. So I wasted it. So there's that. So I rolled an 18 plus. Oh, so close. So mine's a 23 total. What yours would be? 21 total. Okay. So I just beat you. So you see it for a second. You know that you've seen each other and there's a crack of a rifle shot. You go to roll out and something bites into your shoulder. It's so fast and just slams into you. And you take, uh, you take 16 points of damage oh, as a bullet shit. rips through your shoulder and you hit the ground. Jesus Christ. All right. All right, let's go back and close the blinds. I'm just kidding. Um, so I, you could crawl over there and slam them shut, but you're also like low, so you're down, like kind of like next to the bed right now. So if there, if he was going to take a second shot, he does not have a line on you. Yeah, you can see this little red dot kind of like dancing on the wall behind you. All right, I need to get out. Uh, how dear, like how dear needs to get out. He needs to get out of the room. So um, the, the, I mean, the biggest issue is if, is, is a few things. First of all. Um, there, I mean, there's a sniper on the other roof that if I get out from outside of the bed, 
I think it's a good chance he fucking dies. So you need to be able to get out from get out from the line of sight. Um, also be able to stand up and unlock the door. It'll take you, so with your movement, right? The door's only 10 feet away, right? So if you stand up, move, get to the door, take your action to unlock and open the door and then move out, you can do that all in one turn. So you can get, he will probably get one shot off on you, but you can make it. How insane do I want to get is the question. <laughs> it's completely up to you, sir. Because you're right. I, I have I have summoned a ballista before. If I summon a ballista, am I like hidden behind it? Like what are the odds I get shot immediately as soon as I do that? This room will need a lot of repair. I'm not worried about the repair. I'm worried about the building collapsing on me. I don't, I think you'll be okay. All right, fuck this dude. I'm gonna summon a ballista. The desk breaks apart into pieces, the chairs, the walls, like like the wall comes down and you can see into the room next to you and two people are screaming and then running out and like the, the bathroom explodes and faucets burst and the windows shatter as the whole wall opens up and all your curtains flow out. But you have built this giant ballista and you can see this, this creature that you know as a Kenku, right? Which is basically a crow person, right? Who is now, who is looking down the barrel of the, of his gun and his eyes kind of go wide as he sees this ballista bolt form pointed right at him. I'd like to fire, please. Can I shoot? That was your action to build it. So he's, he, he's going to be able to fire back at you, but I have to decide if he's going to fire or run. So let's roll a die and see what happens. He leaps back from his perch, grabs his the rod that's hanging in midair, pushes the end of it, and then is able to move that rod. And he turns and begins to run back towards like a door on the roof, but you're gonna get a shot off on him. So roll to hit. All right, I rolled a nine plus seven is a 16. Nine plus seven is a 16 is going to hit. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I rolled a two and a three, which is a five plus seven is 12. 12 points of damage. So he like, like looks behind him as he's running, is able to turn it, but this thing rips along his back and opens a gash in his back. He hits the deck near the door, but is able to get to it and is off the roof. Off the roof, like he's he jumps off the roof, or no, oh, no, he's into no, the no, he yeah, he he ran back to like one of those doors that are like like in like a little tiny shack on the, on the top of a building, flung it open and disappeared into the stairwell. All right, motherfucker. So um, let's get him. Like, um, uh, can I jump out the window? You're on the fourth floor. So how would you do that? Is a grappling hook a weapon? A grappling hook is not a weapon. I can't think of any weapons that will allow me to get down. Uh, so I guess I'm going to go... I'm going to, you know, get off the ballista that I created out of the side of this building and uh, run up like, you know, I want to bolt out the door um, down the, uh, do I know how to work the elevator at this point? I saw somebody do it. So yeah, I, I, I mean, you got up here by, you know, it's there, there's just a button. So you throw open your unlock your door, throw it open and run out into the hallway to get to the elevator. Yeah. Cause as far as I'm aware, there are no stairs. Like if your stairs even exist, who knows, you know? So, so you run to the elevator you hit the button, you see the floors go by. Elevator door opens and you're facing two large men and a woman who all look up at you in shock and reach into their jackets. And I need you to roll initiative. This time I rolled a seven, so you're probably gonna beat me. An 11. Oh, just barely. A 14, 14 total. So they are definitely pulling guns out of their coats. Aren't there like, there aren't like streams of people like running out of their rooms at this point? There like, are people like throwing open their their doors and like panicking, uh, but most of them like saw you run out with blood gushing out of you and a gun uh, in your hand, basically. You know what I mean? And I they're am, like, I have like, been oh! shot. Yeah, and they kind of ran back in, yeah. I have been, I have been shot. How many, how many men do you say that are, that are in front of me? Two men and a woman. So three people in front of you in like, Sports coats. So they all have weapons. Roll me a perception. Uh, 17. On the lapel of all of their sports coats, they have like a raven's feather. So these are not, I was thinking initially, these are hotel people. 
Everyone down in the hotel was in these bright red blazers because the hotel theme is kind of like this garish black and red thing. But these guys are different. So I, I have the initiative. I can summon and shoot at the same time, right? It's a bonus action to toss your lions. Yeah, fuck these guys. You attack me while I sleep. Like, I don't appreciate you. Um, so uh, lions, like... Um, Yanya and... Oh, no. Oh, no. Lona? Was it Lona? I think that's right. I think it's right. Lona and Yanya. Yeah. When I when I summon them, it's like almost a growl in itself. Like at this this point, I'm fucking pissed. I'm just shot. I, mean, I got shot in the in the arm. I'm assuming it went. Did it go straight through the shot? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. And do I take damage from like bleed over time? No. In this in this in this game, there really aren't mechanics for that. You should, but we're just gonna assume no. Didn't hit any arteries. It was a clean shot. You're good. It's not fun. <laughs> right. Lions come out. Yanya, Luna. These three people are still in the elevator. Are you just going to hurl these two statues into the elevator? So, um, yes, lions are going to be thrown into the elevator. The two that aren't in the middle, like the the, the two outside ones, which I think is the, were the guys. There's just like a lion on each of them, and then there's the person on the left. I want to summon. I want to summon the two pistols that I, like, one in each hand and, like, shoot them point blank in the head. Okay, so you summon these two lions and, like, Lona and Yanya leap out. Like, they're used to being summoned and acting. Like, they are ready to go. And you could feel them kind of rumbling in your pocket. And as soon as you pulled them out, you heard them growl. Like, they're pissed. They know you've been hurt. You hurl them out. They shoot to the other side. They become lions in midair. And they just land claws first on both to, on both of the guys and slam them against the back wall. And there's just the woman, like looking to either side, stunned, and then looking back at you. If I'm close enough, like point blank range, what I want to do is, I want to leave one. I'm gonna draw my draw my weapons and point them like for an intimidation attempt on, on the woman in the middle. Roll me an intimidation with advantage. I think you've earned that. Oh, wait, I got click twice. Roll with advantage. Here we go. Um, 18. These lions just fly past her, land on the guys. There's blood everywhere already as they just rip their throats out. They're dead before they even hit the ground. And she's got her hand in her vest and she's looking to left and right and their eyes go wide as she's looking at you and you've already got two pistols pointed right at her maybe from five feet away. And she just freezes. I'm going to step into the elevator with her in there. I'm assuming the guys are going to die. They're being munched, so as you walk in, there's like growling and munching and just blood spilling all over the floor. Like, so I, I, I step in, I try to push her back to the elevator, keeping one gun on her. I look briefly at the buttons. She's got her hands up and she backs away. Move my other hand that's also holding a gun and hit, you know, the barrel of the gun against the, um, the bottom floor, the, the ground floor button, and continue to look at her as, um, as we go down. So I say to her, like, who sent you? Whoa, 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 look, I work for Bang Bang. Bang Bang. The, yeah, the Kenku's name is Bang Bang, the demigod of guns. <laughs> when Kenku speak, they only speak words they've recently heard and then re and then repeat back. Interesting. Look, like, look, we just get paid. I don't want to die tonight. Whatever you need, man, whatever you need. So this is definitely Big Haldir's coming from me here, or it's the guy that I took the weapon from. Um, because I understand as well that he's not always all that popular. So it could be people who, who just saw Haldir outside of his normal security, assumed I was Big Daddy Haldir. You've been in the future for eight hours. And you've managed to piss off half a dozen people. That's okay. <laughs> I also managed to turn the side of a building into a ballista. That's not going to go unnoticed. I, I mean, I want, the, I want this guy so bad that fucking shot me. I want him so bad. Like, I want, not only do I want him, I want that goddamn rifle. Like, I, I want. I need something to do with this woman, though. Like, I, I want her, too. I want to keep her because she can bring me someplace that I think would be, you know, or at least give me some information that I think would be really relevant. Floor so, three, floor uh, two. Ground floor. So let's hit the ground floor. I'm going to take her, place her in front of me as like a hostage, just in case there's other people waiting for me down at the bottom. You step out into a busy lobby. 
there's no way to step around the blood. Your feet kind of squelch in the blood as you walk out and you're leaving footprints now as you walk out with like one gun to the back of this woman's head and one gun kind of in the air. And at first, like a couple people like look and they think like maybe you're joking, but they quickly realize you're not. And now there's panic. There's people screaming and there's just a flood of like several dozen people now bursting out of the lobby doors and running into the street. I know that I'm probably not going to find him anywhere. I did hit him with a ballista, so it's a possibility maybe I find him in the stairwell. I'm going to, you know, the one gun that I'm holding out, I'm going to, I want that one gone. Um, and we're going to take this woman and, you know, just guide her from her back. Sure, like one hand on her shoulder, gun like real tight to her back, so it's not super obvious, that kind of thing. Say to her very, you know, gruffly, very Briefly, and I mean, I've got fucking lions. Lions aren't like commonplace here, right? There's no just like lions. No, I mean, there's two lions with their mouths filled with blood now striding along either side of you. It's a dead on panic happening right now. So let's go ahead and dismiss the lions. They kind of growl at people around you and and make sure that you're safe. And then literally like take like kind of a bounding leap, turn to the statue's mid leap and land in either of your jacket pockets. I love those guys. <laughs> they got this down. They are the best. I take them. Uh, so, so, all right, one gun's gone, uh, and I'm walking with this woman in front of me. Uh, she doesn't have, does she have her gun drawn? She's probably still got her gun inside her holster in her jacket. All right, so then we're going to walk over to that other building that um, where I saw this guy shoot me from, right? Because he's he was just right across the street, I'm assuming, or, or was he farther away? So like he, so, like, he was, like, just off the roof, suspended in midair right across the way. So, and he jumped onto the roof and then went down a stairwell is what I'm imagining. Here. Exactly. And, and, and took that rod, whatever the hell it was that was just hovering in midair. Cause there's a few things I want. First of all, I want him dead. Fair. I want him to answer some questions for me and, and I want him to die. Yes. Almost as much as I want that rifle. <laughs> uh, and that rod would not be bad either. That rod's great. You know, I'm not really one for espionage or for doing anything subtly, but oh man, I'm going to say you're going to come with me and you better believe that I can have you dead in half a second if you make any move. Whatever. I just, I just don't, I just want to go home tonight. Whatever you want. Okay. What a coward. She's supposed to be a fucking professional. No. She just, okay. Yes. But the two guys she came with just got their throats torn out by magic lions she didn't see coming. That's Haldir's trick. So as far as she's concerned, she just attacked Lord Haldir Loran, the actual Lord Haldir Loran. That was a very, very bad move for her to make. All I'm saying is mercenaries in my employ aren't going to fucking, like, you're going to die. You're either going to kill yourself or you're going to complete what I tell you to do. Right, because you'll hurt them way more than anyone else will. Yeah, <laughs> and also there's a little something called professionalism, which kids these days just don't seem to understand. I want to try and get caught up in the, everyone's running, so I want to try and get caught up in the crowd. I'm going to dismiss the gun that I have at her back. Um, she saw me summon the weapons, so I'm assuming she knows I can summon them again. And I'm going to kind of grab her like by, um, you know, the scruff of her coat, whatever kind of, if she has any excess fabric and just kind of push her along with me as we start jogging out with, with the crowd to the best that I can, as much as people aren't, you know, following me. She moves with you. No one seems to be following you. The ones who did see you are running from you. In the chaos, I want to get out into the street and into the building where um, I saw the, um, the, uh, the Ken Cow shoot from. Where you saw bang, bang. Okay, so you guys go out through, through, through this big, huge glass doors. Now, your room was facing the same way as the front of the building. So you're looking right into the place. I would like you to roll perception once you get through those glass doors. 17. So as you get through those glass doors and you quickly scan the street across from you, tucked behind a car is Bang Bang, and you see him see you, and he summons that larger hand cannon thing you saw earlier and starts to stand up. I need another initiative roll. Oh my God, I better win this one. Oh, natural 20. And I rolled a one. Okay, so I rolled a natural one. The tables have turned. The tables have massively turned. So I would say with your first attack, you have advantage. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull her in front of me with one hand and then summon my pistol with the other. 
I want to also continue moving towards cover because something like that that he's using, I don't, it went straight through my shoulder. Yes. I don't have confidence that he's not going to just shoot this woman in order to hit me behind her. That's a very you know? fair bet. So uh, pull her in front of me in the hope that he's some kind of a sentimental idiot. Right. And then uh, slowly as well move towards some kind of car or cover on the street. Gotcha. And shoot him with with my with with the new pistol that I yeah. have. Yeah. So there's cars parked on this side. There's cars parked on that side. You can both get to cover rather easily. So uh, with your movement, you can get to the car. You'll you won't be able to like push her away and duck down to uh, until the next round if you want to also fire this round. That's fine. I'm, okay. I'm going to fire this round. Gotcha. So kind of like over her shoulder kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Roll it a hit. Eighteen. Oh, that is definitely going to hit. So the damage of the pistol is two dice six plus four. Eight. Eight damage. His eyes go wide, you fire, and he goes to duck down behind the car and it like bites into his shoulder but just kind of grazes him along the side and he grabs it and he drops down and now he's like back down behind the car with this big ass shotgun in his hand. So not that um, Haldir would know the difference necessarily between a shotgun and a sniper, but is he, does he sure. have a shotgun or a sniper? Because he was using a sniper rifle. He has rifle. a shotgun in his hand right now. So the rifle, so the gun he was using earlier was a sniper rifle, long barreled thing, yeah. right? And then he just like dropped it and it vanished. And then he just had this shotgun later. So it seems similar to what you're doing. He is the demigod. He's the demigod of guns. Uh, behind the car, this is high risk right now um, because I know he's probably coming for me with whatever weapons he has. As far as I know, it's a... It's the long range. Sniper looks a little bit different, but um, did I see did I see it vanish previously when he dropped it? Yes. So when you so he just dropped it to the side, and then you saw the weapon just vanish as soon as it hit the Got ground. It. So um, as far as I'm aware, it's still the same. Like it has the same capabilities. Uh, no, yeah, I saw the thing on TV. I saw the shotgun. Yeah, you so, did. You know what that gun can right, do. So I know that close range is not something I want. Um, what, what he blew through a stuff? door on TV. Yeah. And as far as you know, like, you don't really, like, I mean, I suppose you could have interpreted that as a play, right? But who knows? Like, that could have been real, too. Very quickly, I already hit him. I'm going to hope he, his initial reaction after getting shot across the back and now in the arm is not to rush me immediately, is to maybe play a little bit, you know, be a little bit cautious. Um, I want to search her. You're going to shove her down behind the car and you're going to spend your action to search her. And you pull out a, another handgun. The second you touch it, you know how it works. So the first one you held was a pistol. It's got a clip in the bottom. It's got about 12 rounds in it. This one is a revolver. It's got six rounds in the chamber. It's a big 44 heavy duty revolver. Um, all right, so do I have to use an action to make it make it a packed weapon, or is it just as soon as I touch it, it's it's it? The way your packed weapons work is that you have one melee weapon and one ranged weapon at all times. So you'd have to undo the other one you have and then replace it with this ranged weapon. Oh, so... So you have two packed weapons at any given time. You can summon whatever weapon you want because... But it's but those aren't packed like like that crossbow was not a pack. I mean that ballista wasn't a packed. But weapon. now that I've touched the now that I've touched the gun, I can I can summon it as a packed weapon. Whenever you want. Like pop up from the hood of the car, you know, from 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 behind from behind the car with my with the um, with the one gun drawn that I have, uh, and then use the bonus to draw the larger larger one in my other in my other hand. Kenku comes up at the same time, except he no longer has a shotgun. He swings around with some long-barreled gun with this huge round drum attached to the bottom oh, of it. Say hello. <laughs> I'm gonna try and shoot from both guns. Do I need to roll for both? Yes, so you would roll separately for both, exactly. Because you're dual wielding. I rolled a 17 for the pistol, um, and then a 21 for the for the um, revolver. Boom, boom, and both hit. Roll damage. Um, so that's nine for one and then 11 for the other. Right into his chest, one into the right side, run into the left side. He looks stunned for a moment, his arms slump, he drops the gun and he collapses to the ground. I'm gonna go over there. So there's people screaming, there's running. You can hear these sirens that are getting closer now. Like you've seen these cars 
you've seen cars now, right? And some of the cars occasionally have little lights, these little red and blue lights on top of them. And they make these loud noises. And one of those is getting close. So as you run across the street, the Kenku's lying there gasping, clearly dying, right? And tries to lift this Tommy gun towards you and can barely get it off the ground. So I want to grab the Tommy gun and then push him back and like, and like grab, if he's trying to like lift off the ground, you know, grab whatever shoulder he's lifting him, like shove him back down. Oh, he screams because you just like, but you basically just put a thumb in a bullet hole as soon as you push him down. Who, who paid you? And he looks up at you and he looks confused and he's like, you paid who? So before he dies, I want to say um, the first rifle, the rifle you shot me, summon it, summon it now. Kind of makes the shape of holding a gun with his hands and the rifle appears in his hands. Um, I want to, you know, drop the Tommy gun and grab that. Drop that. Now you've got that too. You've imprinted the Tommy gun. Now you've imprinted the sniper rifle as well. And then, you know, if we can keep going here and I'll say, um, uh, uh, how do I, I don't even know how to, how to describe it. Uh, the, well, this, you've seen the shotgun. Right. But I don't know what to, how to call yeah. it, right? The second, the one with the wide barrel. Now. Uh, it, and like, he summons a shotgun and he's got that as well. So I touch in that. <laughs> okay. And then Excellent. I just say more. I need to roll a death save for him. So hang on. One second. Let me roll a death save. Uh, so he looks panicked for a second and then his eyes roll back in his head. And he dies. God damn it. Can I heal people? Is that a thing I can do? Yeah, I don't believe you have any healing magic. I don't think you care. All right, so I can't heal him. He's dead. Fine. Um, do I know that he's a demigod? Is that something I can reasonably infer? Yes, there was definitely divine. I mean, once you got close to him and definitely when you picked up the weapon, you knew this was a divine weapon. Um, so do I get his powers now because I killed him? You, you would have if you killed him the right way. And the right way to kill him was to kill him with his own gun. No! (laughs) So close, though. It was this close. If you just grabbed one of his guns and blow it off his head, you would also be the Debbie God of guns. Jesus. All right, so I've got a Tommy gun, I've got a sniper, shotgun, pistol, and revolver right now. Now, they're not packed weapons because they haven't been made packed weapons. So you notice that they don't have the extra to hit. So the, so your revolver is only a plus three to hit as opposed to your uh, automatic pistol, which is plus seven. But if hit. I summon them, then they become packed weapons. You could only have two packed weapons at once. So you'd have to like lose the pistol in order to fill the slot. You can summon them whenever you want. You can summon any weapon you've touched, but it doesn't get the full bonus unless it's a packed weapon. Okay, so that means, so so that limits, so then the switching during combat, that's what that limits. So you've got one ranged weapon and one hand-to-hand weapon. That's the scimitar you summon, right? That's been your hand-to-hand weapon the whole time. You get one melee weapon. And so which one do you want it to be right now? I mean, I'm fine with it. Like, let's, let's keep it, let's put... Let's move it to the revolver because that just, uh, you know, if I know how everything works, I know that that's going to be a lot more damage. And so that just means I can switch packed weapons whenever I'm, you know, like really whenever. Is that right? And is, is, it's a bonus action in combat. Is that it? Yeah. Otherwise, it's like dual machine, dual machine guns and a bazooka. Right? Oh, but a bazooka. you need to find the demigod of grenades. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right? so he's just the demigod of right. guns. Right, Demi got a gun. He can't summon a bazooka. He can't summon a flamethrower. Yeah. Others. Where is the Demi? Where is the demigod of making people cry? <laughs> <laughs> He's just a really sad guy. He just says like kind of like really personal, mean things. It's not like evil. It's just like you know. Hey, you know you're adopted, right? You know? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So those sirens are getting louder. People have run. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go across yeah. the street. I want to grab that woman again. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping she hasn't run away. Oh, she's gone. Fuck that. She I, ran. All right. She totally fucking ran. She did not stay. Yeah. And my lines are gone. Ah, I should have kept them around. I didn't. Interact. You can resummon them. It's not like once a day you can summon them. There's just a maximum of eight hours a day they can be out and about. I think it's eight Do hours. Do they have like good noses? You know, oh, yeah, they're fucking they lions. I mean, they're not bloodhounds. Well, no, I mean, big cats can't really track yeah. the way that 
dogs can, and there's a lot going on, so probably not. Like, like I think cats really cats don't track by scent as well as they track by just seeing. I'm looking at your uh, figurines. Uh, let me see here. So yeah, each can be aligned for up to an hour a day. So you've had them out for maybe five minutes. You've got 55 more minutes in the day. You can summon them, put them back whenever you want. You know, but feeling like, like how deer was really pissed, right? Sure. And he wanted this guy that shot him in the arm, right? Got him. And I just can't help but feel like there was some wasted opportunity here. Yeah. Because I killed the one guy and I got some really good guns out of it. And as far as how Jir knows, yeah. he couldn't have got this. Like he got, he did the best he could to get his powers. Like he didn't know that. That was the way. And then for the, for the woman, I, I should have just brought her. I mean. You've killed the guy. The woman's escaped. You killed the other two people. So you took care of all the threats, but you don't have any more information except that you know Haldir sent them. What time is it? Probably midnight. I mean, it's time to get out. So understanding is whatever this equivalent of the constabulary is, is coming, right? Like it's, <laughs> it would make sense. Ha- the guards are going to yeah, show the up. The guards are coming. So let's bounce. Um, so um, this, like, this. You know, the demigod, this divine. So he he's summoned three weapons. Uh, three, yeah, three weapons. Are they still on the ground or have they disappeared? They did disappear when he died. So when he dies, they're, so literally when they leave his hands, they're gone. The only reason they didn't vanish because they were in your hands. Okay. I'm just going to drop that shit. I'm going to just leave this asshole there and I'm going to bounce. There's alleys, there's cars, there's, what are you going to do? I mean, do I know, do I understand about cars? Is that a thing that I know? Like, I can't drive, but. Do you know that these are horseless wagons is how you would interpret them. And they clearly are powered by something like everything else is powered by something. You talk to Zion about the battery that you still have, by the way. So you've gone through, you understand that these things are probably all powered by the same thing that Zion explained to you. In fact, it all seems exactly what Zion was talking about. So this could just be an extension of him. I'm going to start, first of all, just start walking, you know, away from the hotel. If there's people, like if there's people running, I want to try and get in, try and get into those crowds um, if, if at all possible. So this is what you see. You see people running along the, running along the street. You see cars pulling away. You see cars zipping past. You see some, some people getting into cars. And those cars leaving, like they'll wave a car down, jump into the back seat, and go. And they all seem to have like these lights on top of them. And then you also see people running into alleys and also running into these staircases that just start in the in the street, like in the middle of the sidewalk, and just go down under underground. What I'm going to do, so seeing the people wave down whatever you know the horseless carriages have, I'll do the same. So. Uh, I'm hoping that I see some in the street. Um, so I want, I want to get like, at least I want to get like, you know, to the edge of the block. So cars aren't driving down that same way that the, um, that the, that the vehicles, with the flashing lights and the sirens. Are There's be plenty of out. people on the street that you can just kind of walk along with or run along with. Absolutely. And so I want to wave my hands at a, uh, at, at any sort of um, a vehicle that I see that, you know, people have been getting into um, coming, coming by. They all these lights on top that say on duty. Yeah. So one of those. Yeah. So you wave it down. It pulls over. You get in. The guy looks back at you and he can see the blood on you. He's like, oh, man, you need a hospital? Do I know what a hospital is? Would I know that, would I know that word? Yeah, I would say the word hospital translates. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. I mean, that's, a, that's really disappointing, first of all, to ruin my, dude, my, my new digs. Like yeah, you, just, you, had this, you had this suitcase coat for all of five minutes. Very disappointing. Um... Do I need a hospital? I mean, it hurts, but also... It hurt, but it went clean through you. I mean, you know, it's already like, you know, it's already scab... Not not scabbing over, but it's all... You're not bleeding anymore. You just have a lot of blood on you. Um, Is this guy... Is he like wearing anything like a jacket? Does he have something I could like put over myself, you know? Yeah, he's got... He's got this worn brown leather coat a little driver's cap. He's got those short fingerless gloves and he's sitting on one of those big old beaded seats. The car is a little beaten up, smells like cigar smoke. Um, I say, no, I'm fine. Take me to a hotel. Okay, you were just at a hotel. You want to go to a different hotel? <laughs> well, where, I see the, so it's, it's, it's dark, like it's the middle of the night. Yeah. 
where like where the fuck else am I gonna go? You know, where where am I gonna end up? Well, what you looking for? You wanna get a little action? <laughs> you wanna be quiet? What you need, man? I'll tell you what, you throw me an extra coin, I'll take you wherever you want. I appreciate the discretion. He sees so he sees well, here's what I really like about this guy, right? He sees the gunshot wound and he's not like, get out of my car. He's like, How can I make some money? He's like, off I this? get you. Like Right. I've been there, you know, I see this all the time. You know, I'll take you someplace, you know, and I'll say, someplace quiet. I got you, man. You need a place to lie low for a, for a, a bit? Hey, listen, you toss an extra gold coin, I'll make this real quiet. How about that? Just fucking drive. All right, sir. Hits the little, he, he, there's a little flag thing that he had flipped over and you saw like numbers begin to flip over. He slaps that back, resets it, nods at you, and just starts driving. And you see like a couple cop cars. And then eventually everything just kind of calms down. It's a big fucking city. A disaster can happen five blocks away and you don't know anything about it, you know? Someone could make a ballista out of the side of a building. People just five blocks away. Like, what the fuck happened? Exactly. You don't have time to worry about every little thing, you know? The vehicle you're in is silent almost like you can hear the tires on the road because you got the windows down it's a nice night you can hear the wind coming through but there's no like knocking of a catalytic converter or anything like that this would be the equivalent of an electric car i mean that's super cool i mean not that hal deer can appreciate that as far as he knows yeah that's the way it should be but like well it's quieter than anything you've ever been in because it'd be a horse and galloping and also like you know a wagon sure they'd have like rudimentary shocks back then but nothing like this like this is Surreal. Smooth. Like, this is how royalty should travel. In the back of a yellow cab. This is the finest vehicle you've (laughs) ever bedded in the back of a yellow cab. Exactly. This is luxury. All right. So, I guess there's not much for me to do except wait until we arrive. You pull off this main street, you take a right onto this other street, and I want you to roll perception. Mm, 11. You don't see it until the flash goes off. And there's this like flash of light to your right and you kind of jerk and you look and just as you turn the corner, catch a glimpse of a gnome with this big, weird, boxy thing with a big kind of round thing coming off the front and it's glass inside. And then there's this like another box off the top of it and they point it at you and they push a trigger and there's another flash of light, but nothing comes out of it and then the car pulls around the corner. Fucking paparazzi. Don't worry about them. They always take pictures of the rich guys downtown. They look to get them later. Pictures. You didn't do anything illegal, did ya? What are pictures? Well, what are pictures? What are pictures? And, and he kind of like pulls down the front visor and there's a little square that looks like what you would interpret as a drawing, but it's him exactly. There's like a license or some wording next to it, and there's this black and white photo that is the driver exactly. Pictures, man. You know. Photography. Like, I don't really know how it works, but like, light, right, goes into the little thing, and the light is like upside down for some reason. I don't understand that. And then it like imprints itself on film, right? It burns into it. You know, like, you know, like if you leave a shirt out in the sun, and it gets bleached because the sunlight bleaches it out, right? Sunlight can make images too. Makes an image in the camera. So it's, no, how, this is just, this is something that Haldir's never even conceived, right? That, sure, that's of course. Even, Instant that's paintings, even possible. yeah. Like this is just, yeah. you know, of all the things, I guess 
he can understand projectile weapons, you know, like guns. Like sure. he gets that. That's something that is fundamental right. to him. And he kind of understands the idea of explosions. And so the way a pistol sure. works, where a shotgun works, all this stuff, he kind of he kind of You've seen a cannon. Yeah. Like, 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 like it was brand new technology, but you know, and they really hadn't had it had it perfected, but you understand what right. a cannon and is. And he kind of and he yeah. knows like what the God Spark is, right? Or whatever. I think it's called God Spark, right? So he, he understands all that. Because he's he's seen the canisters, he's seen the batteries, but this is is truly something that's like futuristic to him. Um, and so I mean, like, very interesting. Um, so, but as far as he is aware, this cabbie looks like just like any other. Also, you know, um, as far as he's aware, there's no way to transmit this stuff. Like immediately, except for I mean, his phones. There's phones. There's phones. He's used phones. Yes, absolutely. You have used it. Now, the phones in this world like aren't like an iPhone, right? It's not like an individual screen and all that. It's 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 more rudimentary. Like you would, you know, with like the buttons and everything on it. It's like a it's like flip phone technology in this world, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then he just says, "So um, how do you just grunt?" Hmm. And the guy is like this big guy. He's like a half orc. He's got his, like, two teeth jutting out. He's, like, basically taking up the whole front seat, kind of, like, pinned in over the the wheel. That's a great image, yeah. Especially when I take his jacket. That's going to be pretty cool on me. Especially when I murder him. I'm not going to murder him. He's helping me out. (laughs) This man is a professional. He has standards. I'm like that fucking coward. And I took and gave away everything that I, I respect wanted. this guy. I'm just going to buy his like, coat. He, I got, <laughs> I'm, I'm shot and bleeding. He didn't blink twice. He's like, yeah, I'll take you somewhere. Don't worry about it. He drives down a couple side streets, like gets off the main roads pretty quickly. Drives down a couple side streets, eventually pulls into this alley and like drives all the way back and around this parking garage and then down into the lower area. And he leans and he kind of like pulls over and he's, he's got the engine idling. Well, not idling because it's not... You know what I mean? It's on, right? And he leans back across the um, um, seat and looks at you through that plexiglass panel. Okay, now look, there's a hotel over here. They don't ask questions. You're just paying cash, right? But if you ask them for little Marco, right? They can take care of that shoulder for you too. Just tell them Big T sent you. Big T. <laughs> so I say, so, so what I do is I, I take out a gold coin. Which, even in my day, was a lot. Like, I understand how much it costs for a driver, right? Like, at least in my day, I don't know. How much would I, okay, how much would it cost? For so, like, in a very nice carriage, a really nice carriage, you might give them a gold coin. But if they were, like, also helping you out, you might give them two gold coins. You might give them three. So, I pull out, I pull out a gold coin. I want to see kind of the reaction. He sees the gold coin, and he, like, he looks a little disappointed, Almost like, you know, thought you were a player. You know, what's going on? So then I pull out the gold point and I, and I, and I give it, and I want to give that to him. Whatever, push it through the plexiglass or whatever. There's like a little slot actually where you can drop the coin and it just kind of rolls into the other side. And I say, um, that's for the ride. And then I pull out two more gold coins and I drop it in and I say, that's for the jacket and for your discretion. He looks at you. I mean, looks at his coat. I really like this coat, but I'll make you a deal. You give me two more, and I bet you need one of these, too. And he pulls out a second flip phone. A phone? You know what a phone is, right? Pretend that I don't. Okay. I like to play games. So here's how a phone works. You pick it up, and you dial a number. Each phone's got its own number. You dial the number of the phone you want to call, and it connects you with that phone. You know, begrudgingly kind of like this guy, like, like, how dare you, first of all, trying to negotiate with me, but also like, all right, I can't, like, I kind of have a, you know, you're a half orc, so you're clearly less than me. And then I drop in two gold coins. Big booming laugh, right? And he's like, Ugh. and he like gets out of the car. The whole car like shifts up two inches when he gets out of it, right? <laughs> and he takes off and he takes off his coat and he open and he walks around and opens your door and does his big dramatic gesture out. After you, sir. Uh, so I get out of the car. Pulls off his coat. Now this coat is cartoonishly large on you. <laughs> like it is like it is like wearing dad's coat, but it covers you. 
That's what I, I mean. I just don't want to show all the horrible bleeding. That's you know that I'm bleeding. Out. Easily covers everything. Stinks a bit. Def is like reeks of cigars, right? And orc sweat. And then he hands you this phone and he flips it over. He's like, here's the numbers. When you punch in the number you want, you hit send, okay? And you hit end to end the call. You talk for a couple hours, it's going to drain. You just leave it out and the energy will fill it back up. By tomorrow, you'll be good to go. That's fucking cool. Wireless energy everywhere because it's that's how the divine weave works, you know? So I take I take the coat I take the I put it on take the take the phone put it in um, not the coat pocket but one like one of my pockets I'm assuming that I have pockets and then uh, and then without like I don't say anything to him no thank you no nothing without even turning back I um, walk over to the hotel oh hey man one sec and he pulls out like this kind of beat up little paper card and he hands it to you you need anything my number's right on there. And it's got like big T and then like this cartoon drawing of his face with these giant tusks in his hands, kind of like this. Hey! And then it's got a phone number on the bottom of it. Listen, a cabbie with a card. What a guy. I'm a professional. You've got to be a professional in the big city, man. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, I can risk, like at least there are some people that still have any idea of what discretion and like professionalism. The people who need to hustle know the game. So I take the card, put it in the pocket, I look at them, and I just like the most subtle nod that I can give. Not we are equals nod, you know, just a, yeah, yes. exactly right. You take care, sir. Gets in his car, the whole car sinks two inches when he gets in it, and it drives away. show was produced and edited by Dead Ghost Productions. Find out more about us and all the shows we make at deadghostpro.com. <laughs>